Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, it's me. Here we are. We did it. We made it. Here I will say that I'm going to take a break. I've never taken a break from this podcast since it started last February. And I think most podcasts take breaks. So I've decided now's a great time because, you know, well, one, why not? We all deserve a break sometimes. And two, I am hopeful that if I take a break as much as I support everyone's dating, dating in quarantine, whatever they're doing with it, whatever you're doing, I respect it. Um, I'm hoping, you know, if we take a four-week break here, then when we come back, we'll have more things to talk about than how to handle all the Zoom dating and the social distance walks. I'm hopeful. I'm not making promises, but I'm hopeful. And if not, then we'll figure something out then too. I think sometimes hitting our threshold then opens up a space for our brain to be creative in a different way. So if you're just at your wits end with the current state of things, accept it, surrender, give yourself a break. And when you come back, your brain will actually have the rest it needs to figure out something new. So for this episode, I'm going to answer a listener question I've had sitting in my inbox for a while. Sorry about that. And I'm going to give some thoughts, some more thoughts on quarantine, some other questions and problems I've dealt with from clients that I think will be helpful. And then I will say, send me your questions at notyourtherapistpodcast.gmail.com and on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Send me any questions, quarantine related or not, and I will store them all up and come back in four weeks and answer them having been well-rested and giving my brain and all of your brains a break. And in the meantime, find a podcast about something totally unrelated to anything else in your life. I like to do that. I like to find podcasts about like history and science and things that have nothing to do with my day-to-day because they can just be a nice, well, break. Okay, so listener question's been sitting in my inbox for a while, says, hi, me and my boyfriend have been dating for over a year now. We have our ups and downs, but I have always been there to support him. When he is sad, he becomes very depressed and pushes me away very badly. When he is happy, we are great. Just recently, he said he wants to take a break. I feel he has bipolar issues. What do you think I should do? Stay with him and support him or let him go? I think when someone tells you they need something, you should listen. And, uh, If he said he needs a break, you should give him a break. Wow, there's a real theme to this episode. Um, But I think, you know, you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. And especially if they're saying, you know, I my mental state is such right now that I cannot be a good partner. I cannot be there with you. Yes, if you were married, you would obviously stay with the person and be like, you can try and push me away, but I'm here for you and I'm going to support you in whatever you need. And that's a really nice thing to do. And it sounds like you guys do have a good relationship. But if he always pushes you away when he's depressed, not only do you need to listen to what he's saying, but you need to take care of yourself. You deserve just as much as he's receiving in this relationship. And you say your relationship has ups and downs, which of course most relationships do. But for a year in, this sounds like a pretty regular thing of him getting depressed and taking it out on you, pushing you away. I do not blame him, but he needs to go get help on his own. And unfortunately, as much as we want to fix the person and take care of them and 
be there for them. We can't always do it for them. And a year into a relationship is a great time to say, okay, you need to take a break. If we're really right for each other, we'll come back together when you've done the healing and the growing that you need to do. And also, it'll be a good opportunity for you to see if when he says he's going to go take care of his stuff and deal with his issues, if he actually does it. It may just be that he needs to push you away because you want him to get better and he's not ready for that. And then that's also not something that you necessarily want to be there for. So, you know, they say if you love something, let it go and it'll come back. Obviously, I'm not encouraging just like sabotaging perfectly good relationships. But if someone is pushing you away and saying, I need space in order to get better, give it to them and see what happens. And there are just too many people in the world. Like even if you guys don't get back together, you'll find someone else and you'll realize that a relationship needs to be equal parts give and take. And if you're just always kind of supporting him and on eggshells around him and working around his moods, I bet you're a lot more exhausted from that than you even realize. And I know how those things can be is like the lows are so low, but the highs are so high. But at the end of the day, that's just exhausting and it's not really a healthy relationship. He needs to deal with his stuff and you need to be able to prioritize yourself and not just be kind of like, okay, now he wants a break. Okay, now he doesn't. Okay, now he's in a good mood. Now he's not. Like, yes, we want to be there through thick and thin, but if someone is telling us something, we have to listen to them, give them what they're asking for. And if he really didn't want that, then the only way he's going to realize that is if you give him the thing he asked for. If you keep saying, no, no, I'm here for you, he's just going to keep saying, no, no, I want this thing and you're not listening to me. So listen to him. And in doing that, you will take care of him in a different way, but you'll also take care of yourself. And that's really where the priority has to be in a relationship is are my needs getting met? And then I can take care of someone else. I know it can be hard to feel like you're abandoning someone, even if they're asking for space. So you can still be there for him in some ways if he needs to be accountable to go get help or whatever it is he needs, someone to help him get, you know, medication, but make sure that with that, you have boundaries for yourself and you take care of yourself. You can't be on call. You can't be his therapist. You know, if it gets very dark or you really think he needs extra help, you you can totally help with that, but you can't be that. So you can still maintain some sort of relationship as long as you are still putting yourself first, taking care of yourself. And if you notice that it's making you really hard to kind of move on, you can be clear with him and say, you know, I want to support you. Know that if you need me, I'm here, but I really need to take care of myself right now and take the same space for myself that you're asking for. So now I'm going to transition from that listener question to just some more general ideas and thoughts about the current situation right now, some things that have been coming up with different clients and some fun ideas for how to occupy yourself. So uh, first one will be that, which is my past guest, Billy, who wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend by me and now has a boyfriend, which is great. We were talking about creative things he could do uh, to keep their dating life still interesting. He sent me an update, which is wonderful, that he did a Tom Hanks-themed date night for his boyfriend. His boyfriend loves Tom Hanks. Billy came up with about eight different activities involving Tom Hanks, ranging from watching a Tom Hanks movie to downloading some app that Tom Hanks developed and playing on it. Uh, Just tons of great ideas. So I wanted to share that he made like 
beer glasses with pictures of Tom Hanks' face on them. He did so many fun things. Let's see. What is this one? Tom Hanks starred in the 1998 American epic war film Saving Private Ryan, beautifully scored by John Williams. I brought the sheet music for Williams' Hymn to the Fallen, which I thought you could sight read on the piano. Alternatively, we could just do the heart and soul duet from Big using our hands instead of our feet on the piano. That's so cute. I love it. What I'm going to do is in the break, post, with Billy's permission, of course, but you know, I think it'll be fine. Uh, post Billy's Tom Hanks themed night onto my Instagram. So you can see this for inspiration. This way, let's say you have a roommate, a family member you're living with, or a romantic partner, or even virtual dates, you could do this kind of thing. And you know that they're into, you know, an actor, a theme, a period of history. You can make a whole night for them. And not only is it fun for you, but I'm sure that Billy had a lot of fun devising this as well. It kind of taps into your creativity for someone else, which is some sometimes easier than tapping into it for yourself of just like, what can I do that's creative? But using your creativity to do something and create something for someone else. So I really love that he did that. I will post it to my Not Your Therapist Instagram to feature and give you some ideas. Doesn't have to be Tom Hanks, but you know, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Okay. And then we'll move on from that. That was just a fun idea to a few different kind of issues slash themes that have been coming up with various clients of mine. Um, I have one who was dating someone a few months before quarantine began. He kind of decided that he did not want a relationship or wasn't ready for one. They ended things. She was really, really good about going cold turkey, which I always encourage in those situations, because even if you think you want to be friends, it's going to make it harder to move on. Uh, And then since quarantine, they've been back in touch a little bit. They've been kind of like occasionally playing games virtually or talking, chatting. And she reached out to me because she was frustrated that she texted him and he didn't respond for a few days or that they had a night planned of playing some game and he didn't show. And she said, you know, it's just as a friend, I didn't like that he treated me that way. And I was like, maybe, but it sounds more like there's more feelings than just friendship there. And so in that case, you know, she said, should I cut him off? Is he a jerk? I don't think he's a jerk because he already told you that he can't have a relationship. And now the understanding is that you know that and you're going into this with eyes open willingly as an adult, well informed that he does not want a relationship and you're agreeing to have this friendship. However, it sounds like you have more feelings than friendship because I know that if a friend didn't text you back for a few days, you'd probably be pretty understanding unless it was an emergency. And with him, there's much more angst attached to him not being responsive or not showing up. And, you know, I think inevitably that comes from dating someone and still having feelings for them. So I told her in this case, and I encourage all of you to do this, whether it's, you know, a friendship, a family relationship or romantic relationship, if it's not at this point bringing you more joy and pleasure and satisfaction and relaxation than it is bringing you angst and anxiety and, you know, obsessiveness, then it's probably not worth it. We really, really need to take care of ourselves right now. And if something is causing you more anxiety than it's making you feel good, this is a time where you kind of got to be firm with those boundaries. And I told her, you know, if you're having this reaction, you have to get honest with yourself and say, I'm reacting this way because there are still feelings there. I'm not okay with this just being a friendship. And this is causing me more anxiety than it's making me feel good. Every time he doesn't text me back or he doesn't 
show up for our game night or whatever, it makes me feel bad. And that little chipping away, especially if you're by yourself or isolated or whatever it is, is going to do a lot. Everything right now I feel is very heightened, all of our emotional reactions. So whereas someone ghosting you in the past might suck, but you get over it because you get to go on three more dates or you can hang out with your friends or you can go to a dance party. Now we're alone with our emotions and everything feels so much bigger. And we've talked about this a bit, but you know, it's just, you're going to have much more emotional attachment to people. Things are going to affect you much more. Also because there's a lot of underlying emotion that's going on that we're not dealing with, that it's going to come out in these other ways. So where in the past you might've been able to be pissed at someone for flaking for a day, now you're going to be pissed for, I don't know, a week, two weeks, and it's going to hurt so much more just because we don't have the scale of normal life, but we also have all these other feelings that are just going to become attached to these small situations. So for her and for everyone, I would say if you're struggling like this with a relationship with someone or if something is not making you feel great, weigh the pros and cons. And then I think she needs to say this person I really enjoyed that we've kept in touch. However, I have to look out for my mental health. I have to take care of my own boundaries, and it's not serving me right now to still have this friendship with you. And hopefully he can respect that. So that is that situation, which I feel like is probably somewhat common. Um, Then in this situation from someone in a relationship that they live together, they moved in right before this happened, and she's just finding it hard, you know, to kind of not pick at small things and not get frustrated and not get into arguments. And obviously that's hard and it's going to happen sometimes and you just have to forgive yourself. And the important thing is that after it happens or even while it's happening, you're able to say, I'm sorry, this frustration and this reaction is not about you. I'm having much bigger emotions because of what's going on and I'm frustrated that I can't leave and I'm frustrated that I can't see my friends. Um, the other thing to do is, you know, before you start an argument with someone, maybe ask yourself, is it worth it? I live with this person. They're the only person I'm going to see. They're the only person I'm around. I'm going to create a fair amount of tension in the only place that I am in if I choose to go forward with this fight. Is this worth it or can I let it drop? Also ask yourself, is this really about them? Is this really about, you know, I got very, I'll just be transparent. I got very mad at Matt last night because he threw out my whipped cream because it upsets my stomach and he didn't want me to eat it anymore. But sometimes I just want to know what's there and I promise I won't eat it. And it really wasn't about him. It was just more <laughs> my frustration with the whole situation and already feeling restricted in so many ways that anytime someone takes something away from me or tries to restrict something in a different way, in another way, I overreact. So I had to acknowledge that. Um, we figured it out. Don't worry, guys. Everything's fine. But I think it's, you know, being able to pause and take a step back and say, is this worth fighting about? Is this worth kind of changing the whole energy of the house? Also, what is this really about? And it's okay sometimes to just say to the person, I feel angry and I don't know why. And it's, and this is, this applies to quarantine. Yes, but this also applies to all the time. One thing I have to say, Matt has really taught me because he's been in a lot of therapy is, Sometimes I can just be sad and I don't have to find a reason for it. And the best thing to do in that situation is say to him, I feel sad. I don't know why. And he'll give me a hug or we'll lie down or whatever. And I don't have to be like, it's because it's because of you. 
You know, that's our tendency as people is to find the story, find the reason. And sometimes it's just an emotion. And especially right now, it could just be an emotion of frustration and general sadness, anger, anxiety, and you don't have to direct it at the person you're with, whether it's your roommate, your romantic partner, whoever it is. So I hope that's helpful in kind of figuring out, you know, and also obviously this time is a great time for empathy. So if you find yourself getting annoyed at someone, Try and see things from their perspective. Talk yourself down. And if you really can't, you can have a conversation with them of this thing you're doing is really bothering me. It's probably bothering me more because of our current situation, but I just had to address it because I'm having a lot of feelings about it. Try and talk. And then sometimes you end up, you know, getting into an argument or not able to stop yourself and then be able to apologize and own up to it. Oh, and another thing with that is I have found that I think sometimes when I'm picking fights, it's actually because I'm just bored and I have a lot of excess energy with nowhere to go because I'm not seeing friends and I'm not out in the world. And that's also a great time to just be like, what else can I do with this energy? I can go for a long walk by myself. We can go for a walk together and listen to podcasts and not talk or listen to music and not talk. I can do an exercise class. I can bake something. Something that is physical, gets my energy out so I don't feel the need to pick a fight just to kind of like feel that adrenaline rush that I'm kind of missing from the day to day. So figure out something else physical, hard, get your energy out there and try not to use it to fight. And I've had questions about this. Some couples, the sexual life is not happening as much. And I would say that's pretty common as we've talked about, you know, studies have shown that libido for some people is high because of anxiety And some people, it's very low. They just, you know, I think it's hard for a couple when they're sharing the same space, seeing each other all the time, no chance to miss each other, no new experiences to bring in, no new experiences to have together, wake up with the person, go to bed with the person. Also, scheduling-wise, it can get weird. Like, some people, their partner wakes up earlier than them, and they go to bed later than them. That's what we do. And it's hard to find a time. So don't stress about it. I think now is pretty much across the board not a time to overanalyze or make big decisions about anything in your relationships. Um, So if you're not having sex, try not to be like, what does this mean about our relationship? But just be like, I'm going to assume it's the quarantine. You can talk about it. You can ask the person, like, how are you feeling? Are you noticing that we're having less sex? Is there something I can do? Or are you just not in the mood because we're trapped inside? You know, see if you can find a compromise Uh, masturbate together or have them support you while you're masturbating or whatever, but find a compromise and talk about it and then just kind of agree to table this conversation until after. And if it's still a problem when we all return to normal life or if we're still in quarantine two months from now and it's still a big problem, then you can really sit down and address it. But I think right now is not really the time to be making big decisions or casting too much importance on any aspect of a relationship, as long as you're both being respectful and treating each other kindly. And I would say also, um, try to change up your own routine. This is not just about sex, but this is about in general, like I find, you know, as a, as a human, I'm so drawn to creating a routine and a habit for myself. We're very comfortable. And that's why at first we all kind of adjusted to this for a while. And now we've all probably gotten to a bit of a quarantine routine. 
And sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, just because this is how I've been doing it doesn't mean I have to. I'm not stuck in anything. We usually go for a walk at six. Oh, it's getting a little old, doesn't feel fun anymore. Let's try and go for a walk at four. You know, something small that you can change just to know that being stuck in your house for the most part, doesn't mean you have to be stuck in your routine. So you don't have to eat the same thing for breakfast every day. You don't have to wake up at the same time, go through the same thing. Some people find a lot of comfort in routine, but that can also be, uh, that can kind of fool you, the comfort, into thinking you're okay when you're not. And you really need to change something and make your environment a little more interesting, a little more fun, do something you don't normally do, Pick an activity, make a recipe, whatever it is, something out of the ordinary, change up your daily routine. And I think it will kind of probably shed light on a different part of yourself. And you might find something new you like to do. And then that works for a week, two weeks. And then you get sick of that. And I think the important thing is not just falling into this like habit of doing and just like kind of getting through it with our eyes closed. We're still living life. Just because we're inside doesn't mean life isn't happening. Some days you need to pretend it's not, and that's fine. Other days you can afford to challenge yourself a little bit. A hopeful note that I will end with is I heard tell of a couple that was planning on getting divorced when this all started, and since this started, they have decided not to because they have touched base back with each other. They've put in the time and the energy. They've remembered what they love about each other. They've had some downtime that can often go away and be forgotten when we're in the hustle and bustle of life. So I'd like to use that as an example of a way that this can be beneficial, not just for relationships with others, but for relationships with ourselves. If we stop pushing against it and saying, when do I get the hustle and bustle back? When do I get the old way back? But instead we give in and say, what is good about this time? What can I give myself? What have I been neglecting that I can give myself at this time? I think there's real potential for it to be something great for everyone, as I've said before, and we can all emerge better than we were before. So that said, I'm going to now take a break. I'm going to ask for your questions, your feedback, write me a review on iTunes if you have a second, and I know you do. Uh, NotYourTherapistPodcast at gmail.com, NotYourTherapistPodcast on Instagram. I will be doing some live Instagrams to answer questions, so keep an eye out for those. And if you want to be a guest on the show, anonymous or not, if you have a unique relationship situation, a unique quarantine, or just want to talk to me about your love life in general, I'm always looking for more guests um, and guest ideas. So now your therapist podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to my amazing editor, Josiah Thorngate, Melissa Gruen, Christine Bartolucci, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. Take care of yourselves, and I will be back in four weeks. Bye.